Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Well, like... I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of SPT Overtime. I am your host today, Logan Congrove, and joining me is Pat Weber. And today we're going to be talking about soccer. I'm so excited for the first time on WZIP's podcasting platforms. We're going to be talking about my personal favorite sport, soccer. And I didn't think anybody else up here enjoyed it like I did, but Pat Weber does. I'm so it. excited, Pat. I'm really excited to be here too. I mean, in the States, I don't feel like soccer gets the recognition that it deserves. I mean, worldwide, this is known as the greatest sport. And it doesn't get the recognition here. Hopefully, we can start building some recognition here today. Hopefully. Uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for this whole podcast as we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Starting off, though, we're going to do something a little fun. We're going to be going through our personal list of our top five most famous MLS players of all time. For those of you who don't know, the MLS is Major League Soccer, which is the major league in the United States. Most people say that it's not as prominent as it could be, which honestly, that's true, but I do think it's overshadowed a little bit. And there's been a lot of very major players that have come through and played in the MLS. So Pat and I have each compiled our own list of the top five most famous players to play in the United States. Pat, I'll start off. Who is your number five? All right. So at number five, I've got Jamie Moreno. He's probably easily the best, most notable player for DC United of all time. He was the first player in league history to get 100 goals and assists. So he's automatically cemented himself in the record books. He finishes uh, MLS career with 133 goals, 102 assists. What more can you say about him? Absolutely. My first number five is going to be Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney was a star for Manchester United. He ended up joining DC United in 2018. He spent two seasons with them, and he recorded 23 goals and 15 assists in 48 games. And he is actually the new head coach of DC United. He just got hired this past week. So Wayne Rooney is my number five. Pat, kick it back over to you. Who is your number four? At my number four, I got to give it to the man, the myth, the legend, David Beckham. When you think MLS soccer, his name is almost certainly one to come up in your head. You know, one of the greatest to ever do it. And not to mention, he did get Inter-Miami FC into the MLS in 2020. So you got to give him the props for that, getting that club up to the MLS status. Got to put him at number four. Absolutely. Uh, David Beckham is on my list, but he's going to be a little higher. So I'll get to him next. My number four is Steven Gerrard. He left Liverpool in 2015 to join the LA Galaxy of the MLS. He was world-renowned. He was the fourth most capped player in the world and holds the record for most matches as a Liverpool captain, which was 573. So I'm going to give my number four to Steven Gerrard. Pat, back I, over to you. Who is your number three? My number three, I had Steven Gerrard for all the reasons you just said. And I'll give him a little bit of leeway because he left Liverpool. And no offense, Liverpool fans, your fan base is really toxic, and I don't have that much respect for I'm you. I'm a Liverpool fan. 
I'm sorry, Logan. Man, I got the Liverpool flags up in my room. I know, I saw them. And on I'm, the ceiling. And then I'm sitting over here dressed in all red wearing my elaborate Arsenal gear. Disgusting. I don't Listen, as long as it's not Tottenham, I think we can mutually right, agree fair. on that. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> all right, my number three is going to be Kaka. Yes, that is his full name, Kaka. <laughs> he joined Orlando City SC. He was one of eight players to win the World Cup champions league and a balloon dior he joined also in 2015 he joined orlando sc and he recorded 24 goals and 22 assists and only 75 appearances so my number three is kaka pat who's your number two my number two it's got to be jeff agus the goose you know the stats that he had not to mention he also won five mls cups two supporter shields and one u.s open cup there's no way that you can't put him in that top five. He's done so much to help get the MLS to where it is today as a successful league here in the United States. Got to give it to the goose at number two. Absolutely. My number two is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Woo. Everybody knows Zlatan. He was fantastic when he played for Manchester United, AC Milan, and also Inter. Then he decided he was going to join the LA Galaxy in 2018. He brought his swagger, his cockiness, his attitude all over to the MLS, and he was fantastic. He scored 52 goals and 17 assists in 56 games. Before he came to the MLS, he won 11 league titles with those four clubs while also representing Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester United, Ajax Amsterdam, AC Milan, and Inter. So he's a bit of a team hopper. But he did bring a lot to the MLS, so I'll put him at number two. And number one, Pat, who do you got? My number one, I got to give it to Landon Donovan. The face of the MLS, breakout star once he joined San Jose in 2001. You can't deny it. He is the face of the MLS. He is the reason the MLS fully blossomed into the league that we have today. When you think MLS, you think the dominance of Landon Donovan. So I got to give it to him at number one. Absolutely. My number one, as I said before, is going to be David Beckham. I just grew up watching the guy, so I had to emotionally put him at number one. But as Pat said, he came over from Manchester United and Real Madrid, decided to play for the LA Galaxy. He won two MLS Cups and two Supporter Shields with them. And now he is the co-owner, as Pat said, of Inter Miami. They're currently working on bringing on Lionel Messi as a potential owner and player, which would be huge for that the MLS. Would, huge for that the MLS. That would blow up the MLS it if really that would. happened because that's showing that, you know, the MLS uh, internationally doesn't have the exactly the best reputation of us having the most amazing soccer athletes in the world. You know, we have to compete with uh, other leagues and other teams, you know, such as Liverpool, such as Barcelona. We have to compete with them. But if we could bring Messi on here into the States, I think that would elevate what everyone thinks about the MLS. And there's even rumors of Neymar wanting to come and play in the MLS in around 2024. So if we could get, you know, Messi and Neymar here in the States to easily, you know, some of the biggest names in soccer in the world, I think that would completely change this league. It would really change this league as as we talked about these guys are all legends but if you can bring over potentially the greatest player of all time which that's obviously debatable in my opinion that is the answer he is the greatest player of all time um i think with all this stuff going on with ronaldo the debate is just kind of over the debate has been over it's it's you gotta <laughs> I just get don't it to see ronaldo being the greatest player of all time anymore he's very good he's easily the second but you you can't 
you can't Aaron not give it to Messi. He was coming over for a little bit, but there was no traction to him, I don't think. But yeah, he's he's looking for another way out again of Manchester United, and I'm just kind of sick of hearing the guy jump around like that all the time. Plus, I am a big fan of Serie A soccer, and I hate Juventus. So I never liked Ronaldo. Never liked Ronaldo. Also, if you are a Roma fan, I'm sorry for you. That's really unfortunate. Would not want to watch Roma ever. <laughs> Worst team of all time. I have a personal vendetta against them, and I hope they never succeed in anything. And It's if, respectable, though. If anyone were to ever hand me a Roma jersey, I'd throw it on the ground and kick it. And there's <laughs> like a soccer ball. I'd kick it as far as I could. That was that would just never be a thing for me. But we're not talking about Serie A, but I won't even get started on that. <laughs> we are going to move into the current MLS standings for this year's league, 2022. Pat, I'll let you take it away on that to start. So in the East, same old dominance from Philly as they're sitting at number one. Philadelphia Union, easily one of the most dominant teams in the entire league. And number two, you've got New York City FC. New York, they always manage to pull out a pretty good season every year. Seeing them at number two, obviously no surprise there. At number three, we got the New York Red Bulls. Again, something about that New York magic over there, something going on in the Big Apple. Absolutely. Complete dominance from both of their teams there. Uh, number four, we have CF Montreal. I don't really know much about CF Montreal, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't really follow the Canadian teams that often, but from what I can see, they're putting on an absolutely dominating performance right now. Sitting at number four, they are at 10 wins, eight losses, and two uh, draws. Not horrible to start the season so far, since the season is still fairly young. Um, Number five, you have Orlando City. Can't really say too much about them. They're always middle of the pack. They're probably my second favorite team in the MLS behind the crew. I can respect that. That's that's good. I went to an Orlando City game a few years ago when I was in Florida, just because the tickets were like 30 bucks. And I was like, oh, we can go. My dad and I were like, yeah, we'll go watch it. It was just such a cool atmosphere. Their stadium was so cool. I ended up buying a jersey. They have cool colors. I know that sounds stupid and emotional, but like, I think I just like them. That's my second favorite team. Obviously, besides the Columbus crew, nothing will pass that I respect for me. that. I'd... And you know, it, you know I'm a huge Miami everything fan, and Inner Miami is not my second favorite team. That's surprising to hear from the man of heat culture. But yeah. you know what? I can't, you know, I, I respect that. I actually had an opportunity to meet some of Orlando City. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. I was flying to Brazil and we were in uh, the, one of the Florida airports. I want to say it was Miami. And uh, when we were getting ready to go on our plane and one of the check-ins, it was uh, Orlando City's team. So I was pretty cool to witness get to see some professional level athletes when yeah you know when you're that young you never think you're going to meet any athletes and to meet an entire team really really cool number six i'm surprised but cincinnati that is surprising because they were really surprised for a while speaking of cincinnati quick shout out to aiden quinn played for cincinnati he just had his 200th career appearance in professional soccer. Also just joined the 40-40 club. Shout out Aiden, University of Akron alumni. Absolutely. I'd argue to say all-time Akron Zips great. For sure. Easily. Oh, for sure. Coming in at number seven, we have Charlotte FC. Again, a little bit surprising. I'm not going to lie because normally when you're talking about the MLS and you hit the East, the crew are always in the top five most of the time but this year that is not the case because coming in at number eight is the columbus crew yeah where they just recently tied where they just recently tied with the worst team in the entire league 
DC United. Oof. That's I don't know, Logan. I think you got to get the you got to rally the boys over in Columbus. We'll get there. To. We'll get there. <laughs> got a nice new stadium to play in. The team oh, yeah. needs to have the same result. Coming at number nine, we have Logan's not second favorite team. I play my third. Enter Miami. If that's a thing, having a third favorite team. A, you know, it's, you can have a third I, I can, favorite. I, yeah. I don't really like follow them, follow them. Now, this sounds bandwagony, but if they were to ever land Messi, I would pay way more attention to that team. And I feel I, like I think a lot everybody of the would. would. I, I, don't, I wouldn't even say a lot of the country. I'd say a lot of the world would yes. turn heads to enter Miami because you just got you just got the greatest player of all time. Literally right on, on your team. There's no way that... It, we that Inter Miami would, would be, be on international watch at that point. That would be the top selling jersey in the world. One hundred percent. I would buy one. I and I'm I'm not even a fan of Inter Miami. Their I would buy are one pink and black. They're sweet. Imagine having a messy jersey, pink that and black Inter Miami MLS. I would love that. That'd be awesome. Coming up after Inter Miami at number ten, we have New England. And I will say this, I haven't really been paying attention to uh, New England much, but I do know that their goalie did just leave the club to go sign with Arsenal. So congratulations on that move. They fell off a little bit. They used yeah. to be better. They used to be a lot better, but I mean, that's they, the way things swing. I remember when they swing. took Kai Kamara from the crew and I was really upset. So I have a vendetta against them too. I respect <laughs> it. I, I can respect it. Coming in after New England at number 11, we've got Atlanta United. Home to probably the worst chant in all of soccer everywhere. Their chant is horrible. Have you heard it? No. It's literally, this is Atlanta. You better watch your mouth. This is Atlanta. We're going to stop you out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I, it is. That's pretty bad. It's abysmal. It's really bad. After or after uh, Atlanta, actually, we have Chicago. Now, I'm a little bit surprised that Chicago's right now sitting at 6-10. and 10. That's a little yeah, surprising, that is surprising to me. Because they, they're not that bad of a team, I feel like. But they've fallen off. They're sitting down at number 12. That's not a great look for them. And at 13, Toronto. Again, I don't know why you're sitting at 5 and 12 right now. You know? That's tough. It is. And then at dead last in the East, we have DC United. Dumpster fire. Garbage. Dumpster fire of a franchise. I watched, I watched that <laughs> Philadelphia game when they beat them 7-0. That's, that's, that's just purely embar- That's a FIFA score. That's something I would do in FIFA. They're garbage. Like straight up, yeah. They're, they're, they are straight up garbage. They are the worst Hopefully team. Wayne Rooney can help make a difference for them as head coach because they are garbage. Hopefully, because I, I want to see them succeed, but they are just a dumpster fire right they now. They really are. They're garbage. I don't even know how to, there's words can't even describe how bad they are. They're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the West. At number one, we have Austin FC. Cannot stand Austin FC. I can't stand them either, but I give them the respect for where it's due. Because they're sitting no at 12, 5, and 4. So I, I can give them that respect. I have zero respect for them. I give them the respect where it's due. Coming up right behind them at 12 note, and 4. The reason I don't like Austin FC for people who are not major soccer fans Austin FC was originally supposed to be the team that was taken from the Columbus crew. The owner, Anthony Precourt, was trying to move the Columbus crew to Austin, and it was official. They were The Columbus crew were moving. Then the fans uprised, and the owners of the Cleveland Browns offered to buy the crew to keep them and build the new stadium, and that dude ended up going somewhere else. Anthony Precourt, you're the worst. I hope you're <laughs> I hope you're having a terrible time in Austin. Unfortunately, your team is doing well, but you are never welcome in Columbus again, and I hope that you feel genuinely terrible for what you put the fans through. 
Austin FC is my least favorite team in the entire league. It's Ooh. not even close. Strong words, but you know what? I can respect that. I didn't know that that was a uh, a reason right there. Yeah. I didn't know that they were going to up and move. At least they didn't try to do the up and move overnight thing like uh, the Browns did when they went <laughs> yeah. to Baltimore. Because, well, we know how that's been going so far. Had the nitpick of Browns fans. Always got to do it. Coming in at number two, we have LAFC. They're always sitting up in the They're top. Always up there. They're always up there. One of the best Will teams. Will Ferrell's in an investor in them. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty He's solid. one of their owners. That's probably why they're good. Coming up at number three, we have my favorite team in the MLS, Minnesota United. And I do want to say the reason they are my favorite team is because the University of Akron's very own Diogo Pacquiao is playing in their, uh, I believe, their second team. So I do follow them because the minute Diogo gets that call up to the first squad, I'm buying his jersey. 100%. For I'm sure. going to do it. I follow them the most because of Diogo, because of the impact he had. In the culture of Akron, he was the reason that, you know, we get fired up every game. He's the reason that Definitely. we took down, what was it, number three ranked Pitt, I yes. think, when we were ranked at number 15, and we showed everybody that we mean business here in Akron. Got them, got Akron going out to Pitt this year to rematch that game. Oh, it's, be good. It, it's going to be good because They're gonna be heated. I'm going to I'm gonna try to make that travel. I'm, I'd be willing to do, I'd that. do that. I'd go watch that. I would because there's no better atmosphere in college soccer than the University of Akron. And Absolutely. it's non-debatable. Coming up at number four, we've got Nashville SC. Not too bad for them this season. Oh, not to be all. honest, they're they're always hovering in the middle of the pack, a little bit above average season for them so far. So I like to see them. I I don't mind watching them succeed. I have nothing against them. Pretty solid team right now. They're sitting at eight, six, and six. They did beat Seattle uh, a couple days ago, one nothing. So it's a pretty solid win for them right there. Just coming off of a 4-1 loss to Charlotte, which can definitely hurt, especially because Charlotte is not exactly the greatest team in the MLS right now. Right. So that'll hurt them a little bit. Coming up right behind uh, Nashville at number five, we've got Real Salt Lake. Again, nothing to really say about them. They always kind of hover on the middle of the pack. They're 8-6-6. Six, and six. They're hanging on right behind Nashville. It's going to be a toss-up between uh, those two right there. At number six here, we've got Dallas. I'm a little surprised that Dallas is where they are. I would I was expecting them to be a little bit better this season. Yeah, and they're, I would agree. They're kind of sitting at that sixth spot, a little bit below average, but still nothing to really complain about. Coming up, this is the real team that I'm surprised is as low as they are at number seven is the LA Galaxy. I'm, yes, really I'm extremely surprised, surprised by that. Because they've got a very solid roster, and yet... They're sitting over here, and they just took three really tough losses. I'm talking the first game, they lost to LAFC 3-2, lost to San Jose 3-2, and they lost to Colorado 2-0. Wow. That's rough. It's it's rough for them right now. They're a team that I don't ever expect to be lower in the standings. They're Never. still in. Right now, they're still in the playoffs. But, but to see them sitting barely. at a losing record. Is very odd. It's like odd. You would never think to see that out of them. No, absolutely not. Coming at number eight, we've got Seattle, home to the second worst chant ever. I don't hear their chant either. It's literally "Come on, Seattle." No, no, sorry. It's "Fight and Win," and then it's "Come on, Seattle." That's it. That's boring. It, it's atrocious. That's it's very really bad. boring. It's very bad. The United States needs to work on their chance a little bit. We really do because <laughs> the fact that the I believe that we will win is like probably the most noticeable one. That's uh that's yikes. It's so high school. It is so high school, but like I'm going to be honest, overseas they have the best oh, chance. Oh, absolutely. We can't even do most of them because of some of the stuff that they say. But yeah. I mean, 
you know, they're phenomenal. Coming up right behind the second worst chant in the league because Seattle, it, we've got Portland. Now, I'm going to be honest, I expected Portland to be a little bit worse than where they're sitting right now, but I'm not mad that they're sitting at nine. I expected them to be a little bit worse this season. So to see them yeah. hanging on, like hanging in there, possible playoff contention maybe? We have to wait and see about that, I think. I could see that, yeah. I could see it being a toss-up between them and Seattle. I think LA, I don't know. I feel like the Galaxy might slip up because they're they're on a three-game losing streak right now. If they don't you know, pick it back up, it could get rough for them. Coming up right behind uh, Portland, we've got Vancouver. Again, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I expect them to be bad, but not exactly this bad. So it's, it's a little bit weird to see them sitting down there. Colorado's coming up right behind them. We're dipping into the real low right now. We're starting to get real low out here in, the, in these standings. Yes. And now we're at Houston, Houston Dynamo. I mean, the last three teams are all sitting at six wins right now. That's abysmal. But nothing is abysmal as San Jose <laughs> sitting at five wins. They actually just beat the LA Galaxy. I'm not see that's which is surprising. Surprising to me. That's very surprising. And they also beat Chicago as of late. So they're on a, a two-game winning streak because they ended up tying with Toronto. So that's very surprising. Interesting. But they will play Houston. It's going to be a battle of the poverty franchise teams coming up. So that's a yikes. And then at dead last, Sporting Kansas. Garbage. Terrible. As as Another you were saying about DC. Team. Garbage. It, just terrible. Abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. There's nothing good to say about them. They are they're just absolutely they're absolutely awful. It's terrible. I I can't talk too much trash though because they did tie with Minnesota. So I, I can't yeah. I, I can't talk too much. But man, I don't know. I I don't know what they can do to better them. There's really nothing they can There's do at this much. point. They can just hope to ride out the season and get a really good draft pick going into next absolutely. year. And they'll probably end up taking an Akron zip because we produce the best soccer players known to this earth. Absolutely. And I will die by that. That's going to round out the standings, the current standings. But before we move on to a little bit of the MLS All-Star Game breakdown, I wanted to ask you, Pat, out of all those teams that we just listed, who do you think has the best chance to win the MLS Cup this year? As much as I know you don't like this team, I got to give it to Austin. Oh, I Boy. know, I know you don't want to, but it's it's a close I'll toss up between up. them and Philly. I'll I think throw up if Austin wins. I think I think Philadelphia though. I think they could surprise a lot of people. Like yeah, their record isn't exactly the best because I will say that the Eastern uh, Conference is a little bit more competitive than the West right now by far. But I think Philly could surprise a lot of people too. But right now with how it's looking, I mean Austin, they're just dominating. I mean if it's not them out of the West, then it might be LAFC. But I don't know. That was it's, my pick. I'm going to go with LAFC to I win the whole that. thing. I think that they, they're they having some issues with Gareth Bale right now. Um, If he isn't playing, that makes a big difference. But I think LAFC would be my MLS Cup champion as of right now. I like that. I like that pick. But moving forward, on August 10th is the MLS All-Star Game. And the MLS All-Star Game every year works as they play a team from overseas. This year, they're playing Mexico's Liga MX All-Stars at Allianz Field in Minnesota. And the roster was just announced a few days ago of the MLS All-Stars. And believe it or not, there are two Akron Zips on this list. There are two so Akron I wanted to give Zips. A, before we break down the whole list, special shout out to Darlington Nagby of the Columbus Crew, former Akron Zip. 
And DeAndre Yedlin of Inner Miami, also a former Akron Zip. That is the stuff we like to see in here. Just as Pat has said, the University of Akron, for some odd reason, pumps out soccer players, professional soccer players, like it's nothing. I wish it. I could say the same for every other sport, but I can't. It is just our soccer team. We've, we've produced a couple good football players. And by a couple, I mean one. Jason Taylor. One. <laughs> hey, you can't sleep on Ulysses Gilbert. That's my boy. <laughs> Shout out Ulysses Gilbert real quick. <laughs> but I'm going to run through the roster, the whole roster really quick once again. Shout out to Nagby and Yedlin for their selections. But the whole list, I'll read it out to you. And Pat, you can give me your thoughts. Lu- Luciano Acosta of FC Cincinnati. Midfielder. Juliano well Rehu. LA Galaxy, right back. Paul Aurelio, FC Dallas forward. Andre Blake, Philadelphia Union, goalkeeper. Alexander Collins, New York City FC center back. Valentin Castanellas, New York City FC forward. Sebastian Drusi, Austin FC attacking mid. Jesus Ferreria, FC Dallas forward. Toxicharis Fountas, DC United forward. Carlos Gill, New England Revolution attacking midfielder. Javier Hernandez, LA Galaxy forward, Sean Johnson, New York City FC goalkeeper, Aaron Long, New York Red Bulls center back, Kamal Miller, uh, CF Montreal defender, Jordan Morris, Seattle Sounders forward, Haney Mukatar, Nashville SC attacking mid, Darlington Nagby, Columbus Crew defensive midfielder, Diego Palacios, LAFC left back, Emmanuel Reynoso, Minnesota United FC attacking mid, Raul Redinez, Seattle Sounders FC forward, Eli Sanchez, LAFC defensive mid, Dane St. Clair, Minnesota United FC goalkeeper, Carlos Vela, LAFC forward, Kai Wagner, Philadelphia Union left back, DeAndre Yedlin, Inter Miami FC right back, and Walker Zimmerman, Nashville SC center back. Pat, other than the Akron Zips that we already spoke on, are there any names that stick out to you on that list? There are a couple, and the first one I would like to take a look at is Charles Gill from New England. I think that he more than deserved, more than deserved. You know, like we touched on New England, they've they've been struggling a little bit this year. Um, he's one of the only like bright stars on that team, and for him to get this spot, it's more than deserved. Absolutely love to see him out there. And I also want to give the credit to uh, Luciano Acosta from Cincinnati putting up there for the short Kings. So <laughs> got to give him a shout out. What's but, his height? What's his uh, exact he's height? listed at five foot three, 135 Sheesh. pounds. Little guy, but what can you say? He's one of the best out there. Got to give him that respect. And then, you know, like we touched on Darlington, Nagby, Shout out him making his first MLS All-Star appearance since 2016 when the MLS All-Stars played my favorite, Arsenal FC. So shout out Darlington Nagby. Ooh. All right, listen, you're a Liverpool fan. I don't want to hear I it am. from you. Yeah. Liverpool and Serie A. Not you'll, Roma, though. You'll never walk Roma's alone. Roma's bad for those of you that don't watch soccer. Don't, don't, watch don't Roma. be a Roma fan, but also... Just don't do it. Don't be a Roma fan and don't be a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Yes, do not. Do not be a Tottenham fan. Also, I would I would promote Arsenal more, but we're kind of a cursed franchise. So we always hit middle of the pack and we we can't really get anything going. Same thing with Tottenham, though. I will say I'm one of those Arsenal fans that I, I hate Tottenham, but I don't hate Son. Also, best team in Serie A, Lazio. Love them. Yep, I can Love respect em. that. I can respect that. Great team. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing I like about soccer. There's so many leagues, so you can just have a favorite team for like every league. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. 
I would 100% agree with that. Like, I got to be honest, like my Brazilian, I follow Brazilian soccer sometimes too. Love Fortaleza. Shout yeah. out Fortaleza. Absolutely. Another great one. 100%. But circling back, what other names stuck out to you on the MLS All-Star list? I got to, like I said, Darlington Nagby. University of Akron legend. Three-time MLS Cup winner. Like I said, second All-Star appearance. Hadn't made it since 2016. Great to see him back here. Absolutely. 100% great to see him back here. Absolutely. Great picks there. Uh, for me, I would say Nagby as well sticks out to me because he's an Akron Zip. Yedlin sticks out to me because he's an Akron Zip. Um, other than that, I think all these players definitely deserve to be on the list, and I don't see this team losing to the club that they are playing, which once Not again is Mexico's Liga MX All-Stars. I don't think that the MLS is losing that game. Absolutely. I don't if, even if think it's going to be close, to be honest. If if they lose, then there's some there's something wrong with that there. I don't know. I don't even know what I would do, but there's no way that they're going to they're going to drop that game at all. No, no chance. But moving forward, as we talked about, there are lots of teams all over the world and some of them come over and play in the states. And on July 20th, that appears to be the day that every team in the entire world is coming to the United States yep. to play MLS franchises. So I'm going to run through the list of all the teams playing on July 20th versus a foreign team. Remember, they are all playing in the United States. Here they are. Orlando City will face Arsenal in Orlando. Charlotte FC will face Chelsea in Charlotte. Inter-Miami will face Barcelona in Miami. DC United will face Bayern Munich on, in DC. Minnesota will face Everton in Minnesota. Pat, what do you think about some of those games coming up? Well, I can tell you right now that the DC United Bear, that's going to be an absolute massacre. I That's going to be really bad. I'm going to predict that DC United loses by 10 goals. Easily. You think that they're going to leave their starters in long enough to score 10 goals on them? Yeah. Well, because you got to think about it. DC United gave up three goals in under like five minutes to Philadelphia. True. So, I mean, they are, like I said, dumpster fire franchise garbage. Um, I honestly think Inter Miami has a shot against Barcelona. I do too. I was thinking the same thing. Barcelona doesn't have Messi anymore. They're missing the person that put them on the map. Right. So I Messi think and Neymar for that matter. Yeah, Neymar's I, been gone a lot longer, but he has been gone a lot longer. And I think for uh, Barcelona that uh, Neymar did a little bit less than Messi did as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. But you know, still phenomenal soccer players, both in their own right. But I think Inter Miami has a chance there. Um, Minnesota versus Everton. I think Minnesota can win that game as well. I really think they can pull it out. You know, Minnesota sitting at third right now in the West and Everton, you know, while they are in the Premier League, they still struggle a little bit over there. Um, so I think there's a very good chance Minnesota walks away with a win on that one. Um, Orlando City versus Arsenal. Arsenal's winning 100%. Definitely. As much as I hate to say it. Go Gunners. Anyway, <laughs> Charlotte versus Chelsea. I think that one might be a little bit closer than people think. I could see that being close as well. I, obviously, I'm taking Chelsea in this matchup, like 100%. But I think it could be a little bit closer than people think because Charlotte, while they aren't, well, they're not sending up like the best standing. They've still shown they can hang in there with the best teams in the MLS. And I know that the best teams in the MLS, they'd be able to hang in with some Premier League teams. So I think that Charlotte could give Chelsea a run for its money. But at the end of the day, I think Chelsea's going to walk away with that win. Definitely. Lots of good games coming up. For me, I would agree with all of your picks, to be honest. Arsenal beats Orlando City. Uh, Chelsea going to beat Charlotte FC. Uh, I would definitely say Barcelona beats Inter-Miami, but it's closer than people think. 
Uh, Bayern Munich is going to smash DC United that game, all the way out of the stadium. That game they should is probably be go ugly. home and just cry afterwards they should, because it's going to be embarrassing. They should uh, disband their franchise they really after this they game. They should <laughs> be demoted to like the NPSL. Um, and then Minnesota versus Everton. I think Everton wins that as well. So overall, all of the foreign teams come away with the wins, but Inter-Miami gets the closest with Barcelona. Transitioning over, we're going to talk a little bit about the Premier League. Pat, would you like to explain kind of to the viewers what the Premier League is? So the Premier League is the English league. It's over in the UK. I think this might be, as much as I I hate to admit it because I do love the MLS, I do respect the MLS, I think the Premier League is probably the most world-renowned, one of the uh, most world-renowned leagues that there is. They've definitely got some of the most notable club names that you will hear, you know, just to name a few. You've got Arsenal, you've got Chelsea, you've got uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Liverpool. Um, I would, the thing I like about the Premier League is just there's so many teams for a country that's so small. Right. That you're, you have inner city rivalries, like to name the big one, Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur rivalry that that's a very ugly rivalry. If you guys don't know, I would put that on the same plane as uh, the game with Ohio State and Michigan. Um, That's a good analogy. It, it's one of those where it it's it gets heated and it gets heated fast, especially when you know Arsenal and Tottenham. They always sit around the same spot. They always sit around that four or five spot, rotating in and out, and neither one can seem to get the grip on it. But for the Premier League. If you want to get into soccer, this is the league that you want to begin watching before you transition to other leagues, in my opinion. Um, Because when I first started getting into soccer, which was about a little over a year ago now, when I first started following, it was during an Arsenal match that uh, happened to be on TV, which I took interest in. And next thing I know, you know, I'm watching the MLS, I'm watching all these other leagues. So if you want to get into soccer, definitely watch the English Premier League. They do play at some odd times, but they are overseas. But you can catch their games on ESPN+. Plus. You can also catch them on TV at some points. So definitely definitely give it a, a look because it's a, it's a fun time watching them play. Absolutely. Uh, it is actually the Premier League's offseason right now. The big story with the Premier League, though, is Manchester United... Currently in possession of Cristiano Ronaldo, but it doesn't look like for long. Do what do you think the market for Ronaldo really is at this point? I I don't know because I feel like Ronaldo he's built up a reputation now of if he doesn't get instant success he leaves. So I don't Definitely. know what team is going to want to risk trying to get him because you know it is their off season like like you mentioned and we've seen a lot of big names start to move around, but nobody's expressed interest in wanting to try to get. Ronaldo at this point so you got to imagine that it kind of reminds me for those of you who are not soccer fans it reminds me of the Kevin Durant situation with the Nets mm-hmm. just that's the perfect star fantastic yeah. player nobody wants to take that risk and nobody wants to pay the price that's that's the perfect analogy because that's what it is it's like almost dead similar where you know he goes back to Manchester uh, United and he doesn't experience the success so now he wants to leave but at the same time it's like okay well you you came back to that team you didn't get the success, but then if you're going to move on, what's going to stop you from wanting to leave that team within one or two seasons? I can't stand that, honestly. I, I can't it. stand Ronaldo. He he needs to grow up, in my opinion. I just think he's so, yeah, he's so immature, and his attitude is so bad. He has he has one of the worst attitudes, I think, out of, when you think of professional athletes, like, his attitude is not like, on par of that. Come on, man. Kids are looking up to you. Even Have you seen how he acts around fans? He's horrible. 
Yeah, he, he, does, he is horrible to his fans. He's he's a he horrible to the fans. Barely interacts with them. If he does interact with them, it's not in a good way at all. Like ninety percent of the time, he's like blowing them off or you know yelling at him or something. It, he's it's a, just not he's a, a good look. Yeah, he is a loser. I'm just not a fan of the guy. I don't he's really a loser. Care where he ends just up. like Manchester United, loser. Yes, Manchester United is a loser franchise. They are a loser franchise. And uh, quick shout out to my friend Brody. I know he's going to listen to this later, and he's a Manchester United fan. So I am directing this towards you. Your <laughs> franchise is horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> had, had to direct that towards him. But and while we're while we're shouting people out, I'll bring up the person that I know is going to listen to this on my end, uh, Javier. I know you're listening to this. Lazio all the way. Roma is horrible. That's <laughs> I know you're going to listen to this later, so I had to throw it in there for you. Javier, Lazio for the win. If if we're taking a look here at the Premier League, I want I'm curious. What do you think is going Who do you think is going to be your top 5? Ooh, I would say like f- starting at 5 and then ending at 1. All right. My top 5 for you, Pat. 5 would be Everton, 4 Arsenal, 3 Manchester City, two Tottenham, one Liverpool. Uh, I knew you were going to put Liverpool at number one there. So I'm going to give you mine. And it's going to surprise you because at number five, I do have Chelsea. I do think they finished around six last year. I think they have that ability to jump into that top five spot. Number four, I am going to give it to my Arsenal FC. I just, the thing with Arsenal is we're kind of like, you know, the joke, like the cursed franchise type feel where. You know, every year we manage to string together a pretty decent season, but at the end of the day, we just can't really pull anything out. So we always float around that four and five. Uh, number three, I I got to give it to Liverpool at number three. Liverpool's always a top three team in the Premier League. Always phenomenal. Got to give it to them. At number two, I'm going to give it to Manchester City because I think they have a very good chance of making it back into that number one spot. And then... Even though I know we just bashed Manchester United, if they can get everything sorted out with uh, Ronaldo, and I have, you know, there's rumors flying around of them acquiring new players, I do think they have a chance of being in that top five. So I think interchangeably at one and two, it's Manchester City and Manchester United. But uh, I can tell you who I know is going to finish dead last in the Premier League this season. Who would that be? And that would be the Tottenham Hotspur, who I have zero respect for, <laughs> and I wish nothing but the worst for their franchise. <laughs> Harry Kane, I hate you the most out of any any soccer player. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate him. I do. So give, your level of hate for him is how I feel about Bigger Mayfield. Yes, it's the same. E- easily. For people who listen to Sports Power Talk, no. easily, easily. But I do give the respect to uh, to Son. I, I give him his respect because he said he's not going to leave until he manages uh, to win. So I I give him the utmost respect, but he will never win because Tottenham and Arsenal. We're, we're the jokes, basically, of the Premier League because we always have good squads, but we can't string anything together any more than like a fifth, like fourth or fifth place in the Premier League. So Absolutely. rough to see. But, you know, I could still I think Liverpool might finish at number one, though. I think the top three are very interchangeable because I could see that. it's always competitive, especially with Liverpool winning last or uh, Manchester league. City winning last year. But um, it's a very competitive league, and like I said, if you want to get into soccer, this is the league that you want to begin yes. watching because I'm going to be honest, there's no better atmosphere for soccer than you know an English Premier League game unless we're talking like Barcelona or something. But right. if you're talking like a, a base entry league that you want to watch that's entertaining, you know the fans are obviously very invested and involved, you want to watch a Premier League game. Because even the teams that are horrible, their fan bases are die hard. Right. And they, they love to make the jokes, you know, 
their chance. I know uh, I forget what team it was in the Premier League, but their their chant was "Let's pretend we scored a goal" because they were losing so bad, and they all celebrated like they just scored. <laughs> and then there's the you know, you're nothing special. We lose every week when, you know, opposing fans are celebrating, you know, oh, we're beating your team. And then if they're on a losing streak, like, oh, we lose every week. It doesn't matter to <laughs> us. It's just an entertaining league. So go check it out. Like I said, you can go catch their games on ESPN plus. Sometimes they're on TV and, you know, it doesn't matter what team you're a fan of, because even if they're not the best record wise, it's always a blast to watch them play. Definitely. I really hope that this podcast can bring a lot of you interest in soccer. I'm hoping that the United States gets a continued presence of soccer because, as you said at the beginning of the show, I think it's really undervalued and a lot more can be done with it in our country. But that's all we have for today. Wanted to thank everybody for listening. This has been Sports Power Talk Overtime for the first time all about soccer. Make sure you listen to Sports Power Talk every Sunday from 11 to 1. And keep staying tuned to Sports Power Talk Overtime as we push out episodes weekly. And you'll want to keep it right here with WZIP. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Congrove. Joining me was Patrick Weber. And we will see you next time.